welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high-quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. This week, the castaways were all about bartering, whether it was with Jeff or another tribe, all while paranoia entered the chat. It's time to talk all things Survivor 43, still no subtitle. And joining me is gay country heartthrob himself, Brian Faldudo. How are you? Ooh, yeah, gay country. Um, um, obviously, we have to plug plug the um, the music. How's it going? When do we get it good. all? It's going good. There's a, I know the EP is coming. It's coming, but there's a song out now called Same Old Country Love Song. Or you can download Hottest Guy Here. Go check it out if you like country music, if you're gay, if you think country music hasn't been progressive enough over the years. This All these songs are for you. So it's uh, turn it up. It'll be fun. I, I'm very excited. My brother um, is now in Nashville uh, for his residency. So I'd like you have to keep an eye out. Um, next superstar. Who's your brother? Over. Oh no, my brother. He he's he he works in medical school. So, he, oh, he, he is, I thought you he, meant like a Vegas resident. No, 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 no. <laughs> like he just he's Nashville. a huge country music fan. So, got it. Um, had to send your info along, but we're here to talk about Survivor. Yeah. What is your history with the show? How did you get into Survivor? Yeah. So I started watching with my dad when I was younger, but he actually doesn't watch anymore. I've I'm. I went back and rewatched. I don't remember when I started watching with him, like what my first season was, but I ended mm-hmm. up going back and doing a deep dive into all the first seasons. And now I've never missed an episode in 43 seasons, which for a while was my fun fact, like when I was introducing myself in, in social circles, just to make sure everyone knew how much of a nerd I was. But um, now my fun fact is that I actually played fake Survivor, like Mock yeah. Survivor. And, um, and we're going to have that information ready to go as we talk through, because you have obviously more experience than I have playing a version of Survivor. Um, yeah. And I just applied to do another one next summer because they're oh, that's a little exciting. addicting. <laughs> yeah, I have not done it yet because like I was going to do it um, about a year ago. I was going to apply, but I had my back issues. And I was like, it's probably not smart for me to try to do that and then have to pull out and get people pissed off at me. But I'll do it one day. I'm excited. I love Survivor. I couldn't yeah. do the real thing. Um, I need air conditioning, but I can do it like a weekend away. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't like share how I did, but I can. Oh, of course. Say we, that we, I did it. But we can talk about the experience of how yes. of, and how it relates to this. But yeah. Survivor forty three, four episodes in. How are you enjoying the season? I think it's good. It does usually take me a minute to sort of just like get to know everybody and feel like I'm I'm in it with them. But um, I feel like I feel like I'm starting to really. I feel like there were a couple of moments where my jaw dropped this, this episode, which means that I'm into it. I think like when, uh, when the, I think it was the yellow, the red tribe, when they landed their final sandbag, I, I, I I was like, oh yeah. Like I was so into it. You know what I mean? So, uh, absolutely. um, Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting season, interesting cast. Um, 
let's go through this episode. Let's. Do it, it is post-tribal. Noel is very appreciative of every single one of them, as that tribal did not feel good for anyone. Um, but Cody will tell them that she he believes in her. We know that Nick and Cody were close. How close? Well, Cody relates it to as if his girlfriend dumped him. The pizza guy that he ordered pizza from didn't show up. His roommate drank all the beer in the fridge. Um, you played Survivor. Is that how it feels like voting someone out that you're close to? Um, yeah, yeah, kind of. It, it, <laughs> it's uh, yes and no. I don't know. It's for me. It's just survivalistic. As long, I'm very Sandra about it. As long as it's on mm-hmm. me. <laughs> and you listen it's probably the best strategy that's ever come out of the game because i mean we're going to get someone alluding to it later on this episode yeah for sure that's how i would play it because i know that i have like certain strengths like my social game would be good physical game i'm self-aware it's not gonna be great uh, so <laughs> as long as it's not me i'm happy with anyone but they still have no flint no food no fire um sounds like a country song right there they're in dead last <laughs> totally but they need to start kicking butt Let's move over and visit our friends over on Baca, our yellow tribe. Um, and Gabler is being weird. Uh, not going to lie, if that man decided to cover me with a palm fronds and inadvertently wake me up, I would be fuming too. Um, why would he do this? Good intentions, but why? I think that some people are just not socially aware and that comes out in a, in a situation like Survivor, right? And then like... Yeah you know, they're also like fatigued and tired and hungry. So uh, there's, there's, their nervous systems are even more off kilter, right? So they're, 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 they probably just doesn't have his wits about him at this point. Mm -hmm. He wasn't thinking. Um, But yeah, I think we can all agree. Gabe was just a little bit annoying. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, he really thinks being helpful is giving them a blanket, AKA a giant leaf. It's not the same, not the same warmth. No, it's not the same warmth. Also, also, he it, woke them up like Survivor 101. Don't wake up your tribe mates. Exactly. I mean, there's probably nothing to do later on. You could take a nap, but that nap time is usually when you should probably go idol hunting. So, yeah, he ruined their 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 morning. Also, it's a giant leaf that was on the floor. There's probably bugs on it. I don't want bugs crawling on me while I'm sleeping. Absolutely. But that's probably happening regardless. Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, we've definitely seen seasons where there are literal rats crawling off across them as they're sleeping. Yeah. Not for me. Another reason why I'm not sure I can do it. But Sammy says this is Mike Gabler personified. He loves the guy and they are working together, but states that he's just not aware. Ellie will share that Survivor is more than a game. It's living with people. She says it's tricky when you get under their skin and get on their nerves. And Gabler will ask if the palm fronds were helpful. And Ellie is very quick and honest with, no, you woke me up. Ellie's a we're- psychologist, right? She sure is. Yeah, I, I, I think she's strong. I think she's a strong contestant. Um if she can like keep her chill, you know what I mean? That's, uh, that's my issue with her. Cause I've been, not been a fan of hers, but I also relate her way too much to Tori from last season. Yeah. who was bad psychologist. And I still don't know how she has clients after that <laughs> season. Um, but we have this new battle between Ellie and Gabler. Um, she believes he'd be becoming a detriment to their game and to their camp life as well. And we're going to watch as she will offer some sticks for the fire. He will tell her it's about the fire direction and that's why it's not working. She gets frustrated that it's his way that's not working. So he tells her to do it her way. And she's like, I literally am. Have you ever had to live with someone who's irked you the way that they those two irk each other? Oh, for sure. Yeah. But and how do you um, handle it? Um, I moved. <laughs> um, that's a great strategy. But yeah, no, she... Uh, I, I just think if she like long term, she needs to th- like, you know, she can't be getting annoyed by these little things. You know what I mean? Exactly. She's got she's to just let it go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
There's only so many battles in Survivor you can fight. Right. Gabler believes they are both strong personalities. They clash. Plus, he doesn't trust her as she was rummaging through his bag to read the idol. He says that if they get too far with her, they will all regret it. So make your prediction. Who gets the other out first? I think she gets him out first. I have a feeling too. Or I think it's going to be um, Janine's going to be the casualty of their war. <laughs> the only way that he gets her out is if if it's like prompted by the fact that other people want her out. You know right. I mean, like, I don't think he can like initiate a plan to get her out. You know, I think that's true. And it's also he's got the idol. He, his idol still works, so he can use it against her. Right. But I, again, so, I think he'd need he'd need to be enlisted in a plan. <laughs> literally. literally. All right. For the first time this season, we are jumping straight ahead to a reward challenge. Um, as Coco, remember them, walks in, Jeff takes attendance because this is his way of remembering everyone's name before he starts yelling at them to dig deep. Blue and yellow are going to get their first look at the new Red Tribe, now without NECA, and um, no one seems shocked. Yeah, no one did seem shocked, actually. <laughs> it, it's um, always fun to see those reactions. Yeah. Personally, I was a little annoyed that, that like, two out of the four first people out were black women, especially after like all of the fuss made about that last season. And right. And then also that they weren't shocked about it. They were like, oh, like they were just like so okay with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and 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 like this episode is going to be four for four women out of the game. Like what? Right. Come on. For this reward challenge, one player from each tribe will use sandbags to knock off blocks. The same player will use two of the blocks to walk to the finish, where the three remaining players must each land a sandbag on a hanging disc. First tribe to finish gets 10 fresh fish delivered to their camp, in addition to earning the right to go in one of the other two camps to steal one item. Keyword, one item. More on that later. Um, how would you do in this challenge? Which role would you want to take on? Can you remind me what happens in the challenge? So they have to knock the sand, uh, the blocks off the sandbag, and then they also have to um, land the sandbag on the disc. Oh, I'd be good at the knocking the blocks off. Yeah, that's probably where I would want to be as well, because it's the beginning and you can make up time later on, because usually right. the equalizer is at the end. Coco will sit out James and Lindsay. Baca sits out Ellie. And this challenge begins, and Ryan is literally throwing the sandbag between the blocks or at the beam. Uh, precision is not his strong suit. Um, meanwhile, Sammy and Cody are launching these sandbags and they are falling off with each loss. Cody will be the first to knock off the blocks and he's off to walking on the blocks. Um, and it's basically Jeff's way of saying, look, we're going to play a game of hot lava. Don't touch the sand. That's fun. It was, I've, we've never seen this version of, um, the with the walking. Before. I was like, oh, I would be yeah. really good at that. Yeah. I, I think I'd be pretty decent at that too. Um, but they both, they all had a pretty smart strategy of using the middle size, um, cubes to get through because you have enough surface space and they're not too heavy to push so ryan is having a miserable time he is failing miserably he is not knocking off any blocks cody gets to the end first jesse sticks the sandbag before sammy even finishes his part noel will land a sandbag on her end dwight is now the one who having difficulties when it comes to knocking down the sandbags uh coco finally gets to the end geo nails his sandbag janine gets one for yellow and it doesn't even matter. Dwight will land a sandbag and Red redeems themselves for the last two weeks of losing. Finally, they get the win. I know. It's exciting. And like they uh, they're so happy about it. They deserve it. I feel like they really rallied. Also, absolutely. Cody kind of revealed is starting to reveal himself to be a challenge beast. I feel like. 
He is. He is. I mean, he he does feel like the strong one of the group. And um, I think at this point, the four of them realize they need strength more than anything, because if you don't win, you get nothing. Right. Now, Noel says they woke up guns, guns blazing as they haven't eaten. And that was the fire that got them going, uh, which is funny because they have no fire. Yeah. And she's also a beast. Like she really is. Climbing that um, net with like mm-hmm. no no foot. I was like, how are you even doing that? She's very good. Now they have earned the right to steal one item from the tribe of their choice. And here is how Mr. Jeffy lays it out to them. He says they can take any reward they have, including fishing gear or toolkit, or simply a pot or a machete. They cannot take a flint. Okay. It will be a surprise for who they steal from. Let's break this down for a second. Jeffy said one item and then it's like, or one full reward. How is that fair and justified? Shouldn't the strategy to be like take the full reward instead of a single item? Yeah, I'm with you. I like he said one item. How is a, a big reward one item? I don't get that. It feels like it didn't end up being he ended up bartering with them, I feel right. like. Right. And which, that's like where I'm like, where's the rule book? Can someone yeah, show me the rule book? Because like, I don't believe this is actually fair. I remember watching that being like, I don't think it's up to y'all. I think there's rules here. <laughs> exactly. So Vessi is now alone with Principal Jeff, who wants to have a chat with them. And Jeff wants to know what is going through their mind as they can't take a tribe's flint and questions if they have fire. Noel tells them that they do not have fire and says, how are they going to cook their 10 fishes? And asks if they can trade a reward. And now Jeff will allow it and essentially is making up a rule and say, sure, pick any reward from the previous reward challenges and immunity challenges. Is this a thing? Because before we've only been able to see them like barter for rice if they want to trade something out. Never a past reward. You know, he seems a little softer this season, which is funny because in 41 and 42, I feel like he was getting a little harder. So now he's exactly softer. I don't know. Very strange. Um, and Cody's like, well, we can eat raw fish. And Noel's like, no, I'm not eating sushi. No, 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 not on Survivor. <laughs> um, ultimately, they're going to ask for the basket of fruit and the toolkit instead of the fish. And I'm like, I think that's the better reward than the fish anyway. So how is any of this fair? Um, I don't know. What would you have done in this situation, knowing you have no flint to make fire? Yeah, I probably would have done similar. Was was a toolkit? Was there a fishing kit? I probably would have went for that. Was that a yeah? So they had the option of the toolkit or the fishing kit, um, and I guess because they didn't have fire and they weren't going to take the fish, that's why they didn't go with the fishing the kit. Fishing or kit, they yes. knew that they could get a fishing kit from one of the tribes, so they wanted the full toolkit. I don't know. All I know is that it wasn't rice that they were asking for, and I just thought this was a little unfair. But hey, it's Jeff's show. Jeff's rules. Jeff can do whatever anything he wants. Right? Yeah. I mean, Jeff's just making it up as he goes. It sounds like. And now he's going to tell them that only one tribe member will make the visit to the other tribe, which is a big decision because you don't want to piss too many people off. And that is going to be the moral of this story, isn't it? (laughs) Totally. So we are going to be back with Red, who are very happy to be eating fruit. I don't know that I would be so happy to be eating fruit for the first time, but I'm also not in your position. Um, What's the first fruit that you would chow down on? Strawberries. Strawberries? Mm -hmm. Good choice. I love strawberries. Now it's time... Um, I would probably pick the apple. I, okay. I, I do. The apple it just has the juiciness, but it's time to think about the camp raid and what will strengthen them the most and what will weaken the tribe. They discuss who wants to go over, and Cody is the first to jump in, and he'll go, but Dwight is like, but I'm the more diplomatic one of the two as far as not pissing them off. Great point. Very smart point here. No, so many, like, I was... 
I was on edge because literally every word out of Cody's mouth were just like, was just like never the way I would play Survivor. But from right. the from the way he volunteered himself or the way he was bartering, but it seemed to work for him. So I was like, you know what, to each their own. It was not the way I would play Survivor, but I was yeah. like, good for you, buddy. Now, Dwight says that Cody is a likable person and will make them laugh, but this is a strategic game and sending Cody is a wild card and they don't know what he's going to say or do. Meanwhile, we are going to have Cody say he's he's not going to be like a dinosaur and destroy their camp and kick out their fire, but um, behind every joke is the truth. So, um, hmm. Now they have to decide what they're going to go after. Cody is going to propose going to yellow to take their fishing line, two spear guns, two goggles, a full fishing net, which is not a single item, but it is, I guess, a full single reward. Um, He thinks this will strengthen their tribe the most. Let's cut over to yellow who says it would be stupid for them to not come there as they have the most stuff. Gabler throws out that they also thought that they have the stuff that Coco has, but Coco has the numbers in their original six. Cut to Coco, who says they hope Vessi is smart enough to go to Baca because they have the bigger fishing gear and the bigger toolkit. Little do they know, they just magically traded for a toolkit. Uh, so that's out of contention to steal from. Geo does not think they will come after them because they are hurting, but, they, but this is a scary moment for Coco as this is their first time losing and they have yet to lose before. Um, when you played, if if you happen to lose a challenge, does that get into your psyche? Well, I was on my child. Cha- my tribe kept winning for like the first six uh, mm-hmm. uh, things. So I guess I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but uh, we um, so I but I think it did get in the it got into our psyche. And I just kept remember, like I was stressing with the tribe. I was like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Like, let's just treat each challenge like it's brand new and mm-hmm. like not like just be humble and work hard and like try, you know what I mean? Cause like, otherwise I think it can get in your head if you keep winning too. You know Absolutely. I mean? Back at red, Jesse is like, if we have to piss someone off, let's piss off Coco. And Noah's like, it's six people. And Cody says by one person, that's not a huge advantage. Dwight is like, fine. If we go to Coco, we're taking their fishing gear. And Cody's like, nah, man, it's the machete. They can't cut coconuts with it. Noel tells him that if they win tomorrow, they get their flint back. And that's the fuel they need. Let's go for the toolkit or the fishing gear. And Jesse will say that if this was old Jesse as a teenager, he'd be going for the jugular. But now he lives on a cul-de-sac with a family. He believes he has to be diplomatic with his neighbors. So he, Noel, and Dwight are against hitting the tribe hard. Dwight says yes, but they're going to have to um, use a saw if they're going to use anything here. Um, In a very interesting bit of editing, we see on yellow posing the question, if they can start using a flint with a saw. Doesn't work out well. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it was cool to kind of see both sides of the conversation. Almost like it was prompted, but hey, this is unscripted reality TV. Nothing's that perfect. <laughs> Cody says they're at war. If they want to play a game, this is war. For Cody, he thinks his tribe is missing grit. It's not about what they're getting, but what they are inflicting. He thinks the rest of his tribe is being soft as hell. Very interesting thought process here from Cody. Um, He's a salesman. We are going to see his sales skills come to life soon. Do you think it is about the short term or the long term in this moment of stealing something? I mean, I think, I think regardless, don't, I I think you just have to not piss people off as much as he was willing to piss people off, but it's, uh, I I feel reluctant to comment because again, it kind of worked for him. So I don't like, you know, 
Um, it's interesting because, like, again, we are getting closer to emerge moment. You right. know that these are people you might have to live with. But from his standpoint, if you knock them down, they might be people who are leaving the game, not their tribe. So they're going to lose their numbers. So why not piss them off now? Right. But he also just took a risk by like, by like at first proposing the machete. Right. Yeah. So then he could bar- barter, which I thought was. Yeah. Yeah. He's so bold. he's bolder than I. Is all. He is very, very bold. Definitely not the way I would play. I would be very much more passive, especially in this beginning part of the game. Yeah. Would you be able to play with someone like Cody? You could, because you're like a very level-headed person. How would you be able to tame the beast that is Cody? Um, I think I would have similar struggles to like Dwight's conversation with him, but I think that I would be grateful for someone who's drawing that much attention to themselves. And then I would probably just like find a way to hide behind them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, someone yeah. you would align with or someone you would keep at a arm's distance like a like a loose alliance you know what i mean like uh like i don't know that he'd be like my number one but um you know keep him around because he's taking attention off me you know what i mean i'm here for that so cody is on a boat and while both tribes are forced to say do you hear that do you hear that it's cody who lands on coco's beach now cassidy is finally going to speak yet again she thought they would go for baka as they are winning the big rewards so this is their way of giving them a hard blow Cody will get a tour of Camp Coco, and he jokes that he's going to kick their fort over again. Um, he thought about it. He was going to do it. I'm sure he was going to, unless there was a rule saying he couldn't. Cassidy is now going to open her mouth again. And I think he's going, she's going to incite Cody's rage a little bit as she asks how they're eating fish and throws out, like, are you eating it like sashimi? And you can tell Cody is not finding that funny and that probably set him off a little bit because he's a wild card so he's like yeah i can't steal your machete yeah i thought it was interesting that they started off by making brash jokes i was like aren't you aren't you trying to like not set him off (laughs) right like butter him up a little bit offer him food and then be like okay what do you want so now what happens is Lindsay is triggered very hard and she's like what will you what what do you want what do you what, what, what can we do for you um he's like yes this is savage but Lindsay's like no we're ready to retaliate right let's maybe not go so hard let's 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 calm calm the fuel a little bit cody completely throws his tribe under the bus by saying he's not the strategist but just the messenger which is complete bull-faced lie right and he does throw them i remember thinking wow you're throwing them under the bus and if they find out about this like that was that smart no, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't have done anything that Cody did, but it might work for him. I don't know. So they have to make Cody happy and do whatever they can to do to make him happy. And James will offer fuel, but Cody is like, I've been in sales for 13 years. You don't get in, go into a negotiation asking for what you want. He's in the driver's seat. They are prepared to give him whatever else he wants. So in lieu of a machete, they're going to offer two days of food and they have limes. And Cody's like, let me see your refrigerator. Then they show him this long stick that they say, if you boil it up, it tastes like mashed potatoes. What is this stick that they have? It looked like the most unappealing thing ever. Yeah, it did not look good. Um, But Cody wants something that will give them a longer life cycle. So he proposes that the fishing gear and that stick thing, and then some limes, (laughs) the group agrees. And I was like, wait, stop. Where's the one item rule? The fishing gear, one reward. Fine, that's fine. But now he's getting the stick thing and the limes? Please help me make sense of this. Jeffy, I want your rule book. Yeah. Also, the stick thing wasn't a reward, was it? It was just 
like a no, it was something thing they, on the yeah, it was something they found. Yeah. I was very confused by this. Um, Jeff Probst, please explain yourself. I need answers here. Now, Carla does not trust Cody at all, thinks his mahalo, I live in Hawaii thing is just a friend. As she jokes, he is from Idaho. Calm down. I love Carla. Okay, yes. Carla, this is the first episode. Very early on in the season, I always pick someone and I just, I sort of, I, I with my inclination, I, I tend to predict who the winner will be. And I think it's going to be Carla. Yeah, I, I, she had a very good episode here and wasn't very aggressive in her episode, but it was very, very well done. Very good social game. Yeah, very good social game. And I think she has a way of blending in, but also like being smart. And it's, and I really think that that's what it takes to win often. It's just I like, agree. How can you blend in, but also be strategic? Absolutely. She's not thrilled how they played it as they gave away too much food to strengthen the enemy. Um, she believes that Cody to play them. Um, also, I was kind of ready for Cody to share the secret of the immunity idol, which would have destroyed Carla's game. He could have done something and say, this is how the immunity idol works this season. Oh, wow. Would have been crazy. Would have been insane. I, I, if I were Carla, if that happened, I would have just slapped him and said, get me out of the game. I'm, I'm losing anyway. <laughs> All right. No beach chat because we are back for another challenge immunity this time. For this challenge, they have to race to knock off a series of heavy sandbags as they're looking for a ring of keys. Cue the fun home soundtrack. They will then <laughs> drag four large puzzle pieces underneath the net and then arrange the pieces in a square. Once they get the square, they will take the pieces up a cargo net to a platform and rearrange the pieces into a triangle. All right, so this is more of a team challenge here. How, how would you do for this one? And it was a, I think I would have done well. I suck at puzzles. I really do. That was like my, my big weak spot when I was doing mm-hmm. Mock Survivor. But um, I think I'd be good at like the rest of it, just contributing as a, as a team member. I thought this one was tricky because the puzzle was like in the middle. Um, yeah. And there was a couple of moments where Jeff like wasn't ready to look at the puzzle. And I would have been really pissed. Like even those like, even that like five seconds, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, oh, that's it, every second matters in this game, especially again, when it comes to puzzles, we have seen in previous seasons where someone loses out to the finale by seconds because of a puzzle. Yeah. Cassidy and Gio are going to sit out for Coco. Baca sits out Janine. Um, I think these are the right calls for both tribes. They're probably the weaker of um, the teams as far as like physical strength. Cause those, those, those pieces looked heavy. Yeah, I think they've been doing a good job at like setting out the right people for reward challenges yep. versus immunity. Yeah. We're off. It's an evenly matched as they knock the sandbags off the platforms. Ryan has trouble unlocking his lock as they begin trailing as Vessi's in the lead again. Shocker. Ryan's going to hold the net up and is without a puzzle piece in the back. And I feel like this was a piss poor strategy um, because now they have to send someone back into the netting to hold the netting up for him and the puzzle piece. He was right. he was not smart here. Yeah, no, and Jeff commented on that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when it comes to opening the puzzle pieces, Jeff's going to mock Dwight for being as slow as you can move and still actually be moving. Yeah. Savage. That seemed a bit. I feel like everyone. Savage. That seemed a bit like Jeff was coming for him. I don't know. Right. I. I but I also love. I think it's almost like Jeff knows that they're going to comment back to him nowadays, and I he knows probably Dwight would be that person. Um, also. Dwight, clearly never experienced with rope, did not know how to untie it. The square puzzle um, is very even until Yellow starts to find um, how Gabler is going to scream at them. And and it's causing the other tribes to be like, wait, 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 wait. They figured it out. Gabler, shut your mouth. Very bad move there. 
Yeah, very bad mood there. But I did it really affect them that much? I'm trying to remember. Uh, not really. Not I mean, blue it didn't affect them at all because they couldn't see. But um, it's almost a disadvantage of being the team in the middle, especially how this um, this uh, a maze was set because you're fully exposed in the middle with your puzzle pieces. Right. The other two tribes can see them. Um, do we need like shields in between so the other tribes can't copy off of them? No, that's part of the fun. That's fair. That's fair. And also part of the cheating that happens later. <laughs> See, red gets the square as blue seems to be struggling and also watch Noel struggling on the cargo net. It was a little hard to watch, but if there's ever a winner at it, I think this is a moment like this that proves that she might be our winner because this was this was very triumphant as she was able to conquer this this obstacle. Yeah, and I mean, I just I'm so impressed. Like, uh, it doesn't seem physically possible that she would able to be able to use the artificial leg to right. climb climb a rope ladder like that. So the fact that she's making it work somehow is the most impressive thing. <laughs> it's really cool, and I I wonder if she's allowed to bring both of her legs with her to challenges. What do you mean? Well, because oh, she, she has, has the, yeah, she has the blade, and she also has the one with the prosthetic foot. Right, because I feel like um, the prosthetic foot would have been better. Right. So I wonder if she's not allowed to or how the rules work with that. But other way, uh, no matter what, I think Noelle is really becoming a standout of this season. Yeah. That means she used like mostly upper body to get up that rope ladder, which yeah. is like so cool. Yeah. So now we're on the platform. It's battle for first with red and yellow. Uh, blue finally will get back in the game when they figure out how the square works. But over on yellow, Gabler is in the back being like, it's not it. Owen's like, thank you, Professor. Any suggestions? And Ellie is telling him not to be sassy. What a tribe. What a hot mess. I know. You know, it's, I think it's easy to watch those moments and like be critical. But, you know, when you're swept up, I had a couple of moments when I was playing where I was swept up in the heat of a challenge yeah. and I would say something and I'd regret it or like I'd, I'd get a little more physical than I maybe wanted to get. Like it's mm -hmm. the adrenaline's pumping. You know what I mean? Absolutely. As Jeff says, once you see it, it's easy. Vessi sees it, wins their first immunity, no tribal council, and they get their flint back, so they're back in the game. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to see Noel tell Ellie the trick to the puzzle, and it works to their advantage. Yellow is safe. Coco is going to travel for the first time this season. Do you think it was a smart move for Noel to help them? Will Yellow and Red team up at the merge, or was this just a one-off thank you all for helping? I think it was just a one-off. For some reason, they seem really irked that the one tribe keeps winning, even though yeah. like it doesn't benefit them if the other tribe like wins either. You know what I mean? So like I right. don't like there's still tribal lines. And again, it's just not something I would have done because you risk pissing, pissing off a lot of people. And it just seems like there's a way more subtle way to get through that moment in the game. You know what I mean? But <laughs> absolutely. And, and and it is a second blow for the blue team because the blue team was raided. So you almost have to wonder, was this some sort of strategical move for down the line? But I do think it's a one-off as well. I think this was a Noel talking to Ellie right there. And that's all. Yeah. Again, bold stuff. Mm -hmm. Now with Coco there alone, Jeff, he's going to ask Cassidy, what makes them not hiding, uh, not getting help. And Cassidy says there are no rules in the game survivor, but it's dirty play. She says they're uniting as losers to knock them off the pedestal. And I hate to break it to you, kid, but uh, yellow losers this week. You lost. Lindsay is not happy to see the other tribes working together. So once they hit the merge, she has the people she wants to get revenge on. And I hope she relayed that information to her friends because the merge is not in her future. <laughs> you gave away the ending. I know. 
They're going to walk back to camp and they're going to all try to justify their losses. They didn't lose. The other tribes had to help each other. Um, but it's this is a survivor. A loss is a loss. A loss is a loss. But like, you know, they 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 could have won if they didn't have. Absolutely. Yeah. Ryan will say that he wants to eat one more time together as a tribe before they head off and strategize. Uh, dare I say this is their last supper. It's their first time they have to scramble. And Ryan trusts James and Gio, who is his number one. We're going to cut over to Gio, who knows that there are going to be a lot of names out there. So he says to the boys, and then separately to Carla, that the name is Cassidy. That is his master plan. He feels like he is calling the shots. He feels it in his bones that she will turn around and backstab him. Mm. Interesting piece of information here. I feel like um, usually when the editors put stuff like that, that's something that may happen later on down the season. Mm. Uh, so keep an eye on this cassidy Geo dynamic. Geo seems like he could be a little bit of a villain. Absolutely. We have a moment where I do think Cassidy and Gio are not only on the screen together um, for one of the very first times, but they're interacting. Um, They're going to be arguing over how to cut shit. Like, she's not a happy camper. She's not vibing over how to cut a coconut um, with how Gio is telling her to do it. Very much the same vibes we got from Ellie and Gabler. Yeah. With Gio grading on Cassidy, she's going to throw out his name to Carla and Lindsay, and Carla will corroborate the, that Gio is sassy, and Lindsay is on board to go after Gio. Do you think they called him sassy because he's part of our tribe and as one of the homosexuals of the season? <laughs> yeah, she did. She did call. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe uh, <laughs> it's possible. No it's comment. definitely possible. No um, now she, he the idea is going to be pitched to James, and he's down to go after Gio. Carla does not want to let go of Cassidy and Gio playing the I call the shots game. It's an easy vote, right? Wrong. This is survivor. Of course, there's going to be a wrench thrown into every decision here. We're going to see Gio ask Lindsay if his name has come up and she tells him no, but then we hear from her alone that she feels like something is not adding up. This is survivor. And this is your paranoia story. Lindsay. You know, this was so hard to watch. It, it was so hard to watch, and I cannot imagine being her watching it back. I know, like, she literally completely dug her own grave. Like, she was totally fine, and her paranoia, you just watched it escalate. And as someone who struggles with anxiety, I was like, damn, I feel so bad for her because <laughs> yeah. she's just in the thick of, an, an like, a, a cycle. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Lindsay is going to spiral as she is paranoid, as it does all just seem too easy. She notes that everyone is running around strategizing, and she doesn't understand why people are running off if the plan is in place. Because it's all about perception. You want to make people feel comfortable, which is what she is not feeling, which you also have to say, okay, if she's not feeling comfortable, are her allies not making her feel comfortable? No, her allies were doing a fine job. She was spiraling. She... <laughs> no, it's true. Her gut is telling her that she is someone who needs to be targeted. She will whine to the girls that Ryan won't strategize with her. She thinks she's a big threat socially, physically, and strategically. But at camp, Carla and James are trying their hardest to calm Lindsay down, as you mentioned. She's just super paranoid that it's going to be her. And they're going to try to reassure her. And James tells her to trust the process. Yeah. When Lindsay walks away, we have a very sudden and drastic turn that I think was probably brewing over time. This just happened to push them over edge. But Carla will note that the paranoia from Lindsay is too hard to work with. And James agrees. They're down to flip. Lindsay, girl, you played yourself. I know. It was really, I, I really, my, I was, my heart was going out to her. I was like, the poor thing. 
Um, I, cause I do think that if I ever went on survivor, that would be the reason I would get out is because like, I'd get into like some sort of paranoia spiral. I, I think I could either see that for myself as well, or because I'm not physically strong enough being a reason, but, um, Lindsay playing this way, it's very old school survivor. Yeah, no, she was not the whole time. I was just like mindfulness girl, practice some mindfulness. She was just like not distancing herself from her thoughts at all. She mm-hmm. was like just letting it go. And I was like. James will try one last time to get Lindsay to realize it is Geo. It's maddening to him that she doesn't realize they're safe. He tells her that not only is she not the target, but she cannot sketch out the people who are voting with her. When she starts blowing up your game, it's all about trust when it wasn't even going to be her. So now Carla will ask James to go to the well and we're going to watch Lindsay catch a glimpse of the two of them walk away. And I could only imagine what was going through her mind. Yeah, no, she was like, I'm done. I'm, I, yeah. Carla knows that they are the swing votes for either Gio or Lindsay. She doesn't know what's going through her head. She compares it to telling your drunk friend that they can't drink anymore and that they're not allowed to go into the bar and they don't listen. And boy, do I know those boys very well. Yeah, I really related to that uh, metaphor (laughs) she used, honestly. Carla thinks Lindsay has, in fact, shot herself in the foot. She will tell Ryan that chaos has erupted with Lindsay. She tells Cassidy that she has ruined her own game. She will note that Gio's ego is getting in the way, and she is not here for him bossing him around. But this is where she is now. We have one more moment with Lindsay alongside Cassidy, James, and Carla, where she's asked who she's voting for. She says Gio and says she is putting all her trust in them. It's a bit sad and shady looking back at what is about to happen, um, but I almost wonder if this scene was filmed earlier and then put later in the edit. No matter what, cruel moment for Lindsay, who has no idea what she really did to herself. I know. We head straight to Tribal, where Coco will grab the torches as fire represents life, and when their fire is gone, so are they. So that since this is their first time with Jeff, they he wants a little catch-up, and Jeffy wants Ryan to grade the tribe. He says they're at an 8.5 as they don't bicker very often, but it happens like a family when they do. They have eaten right every night. And James calls Gio and Ryan the Papaya Boys. Okay, there's an alliance name. Now we're doing the Big Brother thing. Yeah, what's the papaya? I think I missed that. Maybe I wasn't watching it though. I guess they were just eating a lot of papayas. I don't know. That's who, They're the ones who get the papayas for everybody. Got it. Ryan says that when he cares for people, he wants to provide for them. And I'm like, oh my God, that's me too. When I get a boyfriend, that's going to be me. Hashtag single. <laughs> Ryan is telling Jeff about his accolades of finding and catching food. And Jeff is like, hold up. When was the last time you climbed a coconut tree? He's like, never. And it's like, um, well, duh. That's because we don't have coconut trees in the States. So why would he be climbing up a coconut tree, Jeffrey? But Jeff <laughs> also says that He's the one who's always preaching that this is the adventure. You make it. And Ryan's like, I took that to my heart. I took your words to heart. And I was like, why did we hear about this plot line when it has zero part of this storyline? It's like, it's because Ryan is clearly Jeff's golden boy of the season. And that's on that. Oh, you think? Absolutely. He's always got his golden boy. Everyone, um, he's got to have one beefy uh, male that he's obsessed with. And I think this season it's Ryan. Oh, he is, he is very hunky. He's very pretty. Um, many, many people have crushed on him already this season. For sure. Yeah, I was, I was looking. So what has Lindsay learned in nine days of hard work and trying to get along? She says they know what works for them and what it takes to win. But this was a wake-up call. She then 
stupidly calls out that they broke out into groups where some people spoke more than others and some people didn't speak at all. She says she's curious if those people reveal themselves and explain why they didn't have a conversation with her. Obviously, this was very pointed. And if her fate wasn't sealed before getting to tribal, it was done at tribal. Yeah. No, I thought maybe by then she might uh, she might just keep to herself, but she she just sort of dug another nail in. Do you think this was a live tribal or had the others made up their decision that it was? I think they made it up. Yeah. Interestingly, I would have, I don't think I would have voted out Lindsay. I would have taken out like a threat, like Geo. Absolutely. I think Lindsay, you know, just because she was paranoid, this vote doesn't mean she's going to be paranoid every vote. You know, sometimes that's just. I agree. And and she's a strong ally. She's very smart. She, she was intuitive for a while. Um, but she's a good ally because she's going to stand up for you. She's that kind of person. So I, losing Lindsay was a, a tough pill to swallow. But when you're paranoid, it's hard to work with someone like that. Yeah. When I played, I had votes where I was super paranoid, but then I had other votes where I wasn't. So like, it's just kind of, that's why I'm saying like, maybe next vote, she would have been fine. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah, absolutely. Had to get through this one. You know what I mean? Now, Ryan will be like, I didn't get that energy from you. And Lindsay says that the people who wanted to have conversations with her made it a priority. So she was rejected here. Now, Gio says as long as the vote's not him, he's happy. And again, as we said earlier, we love the Sandra Diaz twine strategy. Queen stays queen. Queen stays queen. (laughs) He has been nervous and feels like a child who got in trouble with the parents. And then they take the TV away. And Jeff is like, I'm the parent and the TV's the plant. And why am I always the bad guy? Do you think it's officially a rule that when you walk into tribal, you have to have an analogy or metaphor ready to go for Jeff? You know, I always think about how mad I would suck at that. Like I, my answers would just be like, yes or no. (laughs) Well, how how would, how would you use your time as a child star as a metaphor for survivor? (laughs) I honestly have no idea, but I'm sure I'd find a way to work it in. (laughs) Hey, you got time before you get out on the Island. I'm sure you would get cast in a heartbeat. But they do. They all always have like, what feels like really insightful things to say. So I'm always like in those moments, you're so nervous, right? So how are people coming up with this this clever dialogue? I, I am convinced that you have nothing else to do out there that you sit on a rock and like, okay, what can I say to Jeff that's going to get me airtime? <laughs> now, Carla noticed that there was a scramble at camp and you have to backtrack and make sure every single person you said was solid is actually solid. If not, where did it go wrong? And if you're not solid, why weren't you solid? So did Lindsay backtrack at camp? She says yes, a little too much. At least she is self-aware here. She got paranoid and everyone realized it. She states that if you keep revisiting these conversations, it's going to create paranoia within the people you solidified with. Mm -hmm. Why didn't she fight for herself if she knew she was potentially making her allies paranoid? This is her chance to do it. I don't know. At this point, I've lost. uh, At this point in the episode, I was like, I just accept it. Maybe she accepted she was going as much as I did. (laughs) Very, very bad. Now, Gio says he kept his people calm so they don't freak out. And Cassidy will follow up that sometimes the water looks calm on the surface, but underneath stuff is happening. Mm. It's going to get messy and someone's going to get hurt. Now, James just chilled at camp and says that's his calm demeanor. And that's his way of ensuring people that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Jeff finds this an interesting approach of the I'm just chill. But he says it's complicated. I feel like that's what I would do. I would be the I'm just going to chill. If you need me, let me know. I think it's a great strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, are you a Big Brother fan? No. So that's a very uh, beginning of the game strategy for Big Brother. It's where you literally just sleep your way through the halfway point, let everyone else do the drama, and you just coast your way to the uh, end of the game. 
Cassidy says there's an emotional battle when things can change all the time. And the only way you can show trust is by voting. Carla says they didn't get to finish talking about the vote, which is indicative of a lot of the questions in the air. But now it is time to vote. No one's going to use it an idol or advantage. With a vote of four to one to one, Lindsay's self-fulfilling paranoia prophecy got to her. Voting for Lindsay, we had Cassidy, James, Carla, Ryan. Voting for Cassidy was Geo. Voting for Geo was Lindsay. We kind of already discussed that maybe this was not the right move. Keep Lindsay along. Maybe another week or two, go for a threat. Where did this Geo vote on Cassidy come from? Was he not looped into this? Or was this maybe a just in case there's an idol played or something? No, I think he was looped in. I honestly just think that he had Cassidy in his mind and he just wasn't. It sounds like he just wasn't being smart, but I could be wrong. Yeah, very bad move because this is going to really affect him. Um, Obviously, we don't see all the editing. We don't see how they were able to relay this information over to Ryan. But all the votes were there. It was basically um, Lindsay voting out herself. Yeah, basically, which is just so sad. I wish I could give her a hug. I really, I really felt for her because I think she would be a strong player. I just think she got really in her head and that happens. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And she's loved the game. She's applied for many, 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 many seasons and not the way you want to go out in your first time. No, but yeah, yeah. What can you do? Well, I have some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is Lindsay's legacy? Paranoia. <laughs> yeah, it um, is. Yeah. But, uh, what not to do when you get paranoid on Survivor. Literally, this, this is a, this was, this is probably a good episode I would send to someone who is about to go play Survivor. Watch this. Don't do this. Not the way to play Survivor. Yeah. Even when I experience paranoia, like, it's just something you have to ride out. You know, you can't really act on it. You just have to, like, be like, okay, I'm really paranoid right now. But, like, I have to, you know, there's something, there's only so much you can do. The scrambling to a degree is not going to help. Absolutely. All right. Who's in danger, girl? Who's in danger? Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Maybe Geo or Cassidy, if that erupts. Um, I'm having trouble remembering who's on the yellow tribe, but um, I oh, think Gabler, it, Gabler or yeah. Allie. So there's two like conflicts going on. I actually think the red tribe is is probably like pretty together at this point. I agree. I think we're going to see these four into the merge easily. I, I think they've found their mojo. They've found their groove. No one's going home. If anyone goes home at this point, maybe Dwight? Um, because he just seems like the sacrificial lamb of the tribe. <laughs> Dwight or Cody. Hey, listen, I, I mean, I would get rid of Cody in a heartbeat before the merge because I, I could not work with that, um, knowing when it's an individual game. And he would be the person to flip on a dime. Well, he did flip on NECA on a dime, yeah. yeah. <laughs> After four episodes, the winner of this season is... I think it's Carla. I do too. I'm going full tilt into Carla right now. Um, watch my heartbreak happen and she gets eliminated soon. But I love Carla. I think she's a full package. She's one of the first contestants um, that I really appreciate her social game in the sense of that's how I would play my social game too. I predicted the winner correctly last season. Around I think season. everybody predicted that winner. That The editing on that one was like, Here's Marianne. Love her and she, because she's going to be in your life forever. Uh, but no, she was, she, again, she's another uh, player who played an incredible social game. Yeah. I, I like the social game Survivor. I'm here for this. I'm, see, Jeff Probst, it doesn't always have to be about strength. Strength in the mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's all about, it's all about strategy. Laying low for the first half of the game and then just 
you know, lightly playing strategically. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I don't like about the season so far is four women. First four episodes. Um, hope it's just a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like we're backtracking a little bit, but whatever. Yeah, a little bit. But I'm enjoying the season. I'm here for it. Me too. I'm so excited. I feel like there's going to have to be a switch up soon or something. I hope so. Cause we haven't, we didn't get a, a, a tribe swap in the past two seasons. I think that's the time to do it. Let's really, cause they're not expecting it. I'm here yeah, for it. No, they're definitely not. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo and any projects you want to plug and share to the audience? Uh, yeah, you could just, I'm on Instagram, Brian Faldudo, F-A-L-D-U-T-O. Um, and no, just go check out the music. If you, if you like what you were, what we were talking about before. Yeah, it's great music. I went to your concert. I'm very, very impressed. I can't wait to see you at the Grand Ole Opry one day, uh, rocking it out. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for being here. This was a blast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I had a great time. A huge thanks to Brian for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.